0: Oh, welcome to talking about the Riverdale Halloween episode. No, bitch, it's your sister, which, <laughs> gotta throw it out there, might have been Betty's favorite, might be my favorite Betty line ever to have been uttered. This episode was insane. And you know what I hate? Is that there's a lot of hate for it out on the internet.
1: What? What? Do people hate... Uh, spooky, fun, trash. I I just like I
0: don't understand why there was so much hate for this episode. I get it, of course. Don't worry, we're going to get into how many times I screamed. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that is why I love. I'm looking at the
1: Vulture re- recap right now. Vulture gave it two stars out of five. Like, if you don't love, it's it. The essence of Riverdale is spooky, fun, trash. That's where it started. That's where I always wanted this is where to go. It started. Back to it. It's like. If you don't love complete nonsense, huge plot leaps, uh, barely, like, disguised theft of other plot lines. like guess that happens all Halloween stuff is, like, always a reference to other Halloween stuff. Right. But this was not even well done enough for it to seem like an homage. It just seemed, like, actually, like... Maybe we'll just use this plot line.
0: But I feel like it was kind of an homage to Creepshow. Because in the beginning, you notice it had, like, the Halloween-style lettering. So that they were, like, giving, you know, saying that, you know, Betty Cooper was dressed up as Laurie Strode. And ah. then also she was in the movie. But then every single one of the top four had their own vignettes, which Riverdale usually does anyway. But I thought it was more of a nod to, like, a Creepshow. Because I will say... This episode was creepy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And I loved it. I don't know what Vulture's is talking about, but uh, well, my my thing also, I realize this every Halloween when I watch Treehouse of Horror is that I haven't seen enough horror movies to know like, and same with Scream, and everything is always referencing other horror. Like, there's it's you know it's right. this like art of of like the reference, and so so that was happening throughout this episode. No,
0: us horries are definitely. Oh, yeah, no, we love to reference ourselves and suck our own dicks and every <laughs> single thing that you do. Yes, I'm calling myself a hoary now. <laughs> and I think... that But I've just seen so... I've just seen... I've seen too many of them. Now that's my problem is
1: after doing the 31 for 30 fun, 31, I can't stop. I can't stop watching horror movies. I mean, this, this actually... I thought this episode was super fun and it made me want to watch Halloween. And, and is there a movie... Is there... Like, aside from just a lot of classic tropes, is there a specific movie that Veronica's extremely spooky plotline was in reference to? Because that one was getting to me.
0: That one was, I think that was just overall, we see, so in Creepshow, every one of the vignettes do not have anything to do with each other. It's more of like a um, Tales from the Crypt. So each one is separate. So I don't think that that one specifically is, or maybe it is, and I just don't know. But also the family man as a name for a strangler is Mm -hmm. very creepy. Mm
1: -hmm. I loved Veronica's plotline this episode. I loved Betty's. Uh, I was all right with Jugheads. And then, as always, everything that Archie touches just turns to shit. And it made me so, I was so mad. I was so mad at Archie all episode. I, um, we will get there. I have
0: never, I'm just like, no, no. If you become a fucking vigilante, I will scream. Every time you put on your fucking suit to go out, and then at the end, what is he going to say? Oh, man, I just got to stop trying to help people because all I do is hurt people. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking idiot. You are going after a drug dealer named Dodger who is definitely in his mid-40s. You should let it go. They all have guns. I just... He's not Batman. He's not Batman. Also,
1: why is there always a new fucking drug... One new drug dealer in this town. And, like, four people in his squad. And why is Archie always single-handedly trying to act like the police... Archie's a cop. There we go. I'm calling it right now. Archie's a cop. He is a narc and a cop and he doesn't understand how anything works and he ruins people's lives like that poor kid eddie is that what his name was the the... leave eddie alone (laughs) let him like if he's going to make bed of course you want
0: people to help but also you when he's like lock all the doors don't let anybody leave until after the party's over you are also underage you are not able to do that to other people also underage No, we are still understand
1: now that since last week, Archie has become a a person who's operating a 501c3 community center. He has apparently all of the like health department clearances to be a person in charge of young children. Yes,
0: both of us have worked for not for profits before. And I built my own uh, boys and girls club. You realize how long it takes and all of the background checks, and everything you have to go through to be able to create a community center. I know that this (laughs) is of all of the things that I should be upset about, but I just... You know what? He's rapping fucking Mad Dog up in it, and I hate it. Let Mad Dog be his own beautiful fucking self somewhere else and do whatever he's going to do because he's just going to get
1: Mad Dog hurt. Yes, I I feel the same way. There's no reason that I should care about the actual logistics of what it takes to run a community center. But because that is so close to my own heart and the work that I do, I'm like, Archie, you need to have someone. You You can't just invite a bunch of children into your into a building and and say, I'm locking the doors. You can't do that. There are regulations in place. You can't do that. As there should be.
0: But also, please, Molly, I, I think that you, I think the problem is that you're not referring to him as pure heart the powerful. And you know <laughs> that is the character of which he was dawning. That also, did you notice Katie Keene
1: made... So that's going to be this. There's going to be a crossover. I'm so grateful for for you because when that happened, I was like, very knowingly to Gideon, I was like, so Katie Keene is another character in a nearby town, the crossover <laughs> show. And Gideon was just like, wait, what?
0: Oh, yeah. It's infecting everything, which is why I'm going to plead right now. Please, writers of of Riverdale, do not turn this into another superhero show on The CW. I know, I know so many people that really love the CW ser- superhero shows. I think that's great. I am not one of those people. I don't want my beautiful, perfect Riverdale to become a superhero show.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Especially the superheroes Archie. You know, if the superhero was Cheryl, I'm there. I'm, I'm in, like, yes. You know. Yes. I'm there for the supernatural. I'm there for the weird, the ghosty stuff. I'm weird for the ambiguous science behind Jason's corpse and whether we're in the land of reality or whether we're in the, the oh my mystical God. realm. I don't so care. About. I, I'm, I'll go anywhere with you, Riverdale, but I won't go down an Archie superhero path because we don't need no. another fucking idiot superhero.
0: No, I. what I love is that Riverdale relies on keep bringing in Serial killers and murderers and cult leaders. That's what I want. I don't want a hero. We want the ones that we're rooting for, but we don't really want to root for them because technically are all underage.
1: Also, not for nothing, didn't Archie already have a fucking masked vigilante plotline like two seasons ago? And it didn't work then. No, it was infuriating then. And also he wasn't up against people that have guns. Yes, right. I love how he's like, oh, I'm going to pick up my waistband and I'm a 45-year-old man uh, hanging out outside this community center and FP- hate him is just, like, on call for Archie. The whole thing is very... You know, FP is an actual cop, and I'm still rooting for FP, and Archie is just... He says he wants to be like his dad, but his dad was just, like, a nice townie. Archie's trying to... He would Archie's, never
0: go and beat the... No, he
1: would do it the right way. He would get them incarcerated
0: yeah. the right way. He wouldn't go <laughs> after them. Jesus yeah. Christ, Archie.
1: Yeah, Archie has is drunk on power, and would definitely never pass a background check with the amount of uh you know jails he's broken
0: criminal up. activity he's been involved in <laughs> jesus well also yeah he was in juvie it was like everything it's like what do you you have a
1: horrible record he broke out of juvie not the people who've been in jail shouldn't be able to get jobs working with children they many times no they not should, at all i'm saying but... he
0: broke out and he just <laughs> did break out. like
1: this is no it's too it's too and he hasn't rehabilitated his life whatsoever and and also people should break out of jail but people should archie just shouldn't run a community center everyone else who's broken no. out of jail come talk to me not archie no so let's go i guess let's go back well, let's let's step our
0: way back through the 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 all the, our people and what's happening because we got to talk about jughead so let's just i mean another i I love jughead but i did recently watch the movie buried with Ryan Reynolds which was actually <laughs> was pretty great What I love about, so Jughead in this episode, he of course is at his new Stonewall prep, and nobody likes him. Nobody likes him, and he's just like, he's a hood rat. So Moose is now gone, he's disappeared. Oh, they also introduced the Stonewall 4, which are four people that have
1: disappeared without any
0: trace Since Stonewall has been opened.
1: So this is obviously what you call, when someone tweeted at us, you guys called it. That's got to be what you called. That's got to be FP's uh, father, right? I I I think so.
0: But then that's the whole thing is that I don't think I trust the teacher at Stonewall Prep. Now, they they are very good at juking, these writers. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be with this teacher. Maybe he's just fine. But obviously the teacher's in on the fact that Jughead was buried alive. But then when (laughs) he was let out of the coffin, he was in an office. So at the Stonewall prep. But he was definitely buried. I will say very unattractive Jughead to wake up, like to come to after drinking a drugged coffee from that girl which where did they get the drugs from and why were so many snakes going off I don't know if you heard all the <says> as he was passing out so it was snake juice of some sort and um, or maybe oh my god maybe it's something to do with the serpents I just got chills <laughs> so he was buried alive and dirt was coming through but also not attractive was the fact that he comes to he's got the Zippo he didn't try very hard to get out of that Coffin.
1: Yeah. And also, doesn't it? I mean, props to the Riverdale writers because Gideon went, Who has a Zippo in their pocket? And I was like, Excuse me, there is a type of high school kid who absolutely has a Zippo in their pocket. And I, unfortunately, and was that kid. I had a Zippo with a trumpet player on it. <laughs> and of course, of that said New Orleans, that I got New Orleans, but still, I was like, oh, look at the Zippo with a triple player on it. I didn't smoke anything. And of course Jughead doesn't smoke anything, but still has a Zippo, because that's a total Jughead move. It's a
0: total Jughead, of course, too, because it's the exact kind of boy that you carrying a Zippo in your pocket would have also completely fallen in love yes, with.
1: Yes, I only carried a Zippo because I thought that that would make other boys who carried, you know, the boys who carried Zippos would like me if I was also a person with a Zippo. I get it.
0: I get it. A thousand percent. But also... Zippos are still cool And I love that Jughead <laughs> had one And he was just let out in the morning And whether he fell asleep or he
1: passed out Because of lack of oxygen I guess But I think that takes a lot longer than that It also appeared, correct me if I'm wrong That You're right, He when he got out he was in an office But also the teacher, Mr. How uh, he's got one of those stupid Riverdale names he, I know, I haven't put that one in my brain yet Yeah um, but he was like in on it, or it seemed in on it, because he was like, here's your phone. That's what you know? I... And he was like, oh, it's just a ritual that they do. This is what
0: I'm trying to say, is that I, I don't know what he has to do with all of these things. And do you think that Moose is actually... Do you think that he's been, quote, gotten rid of? Or do you think that he has joined the
1: army? I think that the Moose thing is uh, is they're throwing us off. I think that Moose got upset and ran away because he got outed as the child of one of the gargoyle kings, even though that they guy was really well, They the kept
0: calling King. him, like, gargoyle boy, which Easy was... Easy for you to say, Jughead.
1: They're not calling you gargoyle boy. I'd Good rather one. be
0: called gargoyle boy than Marmaduke. Just
1: saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that the moose thing is a is a is one of the old Riverdale fake-outs, but I think that they're about to try to disappear Jughead, and then he's going to find out that his grandfather was also disappeared. My question about that is FP said, Oh, he dropped out. Well, cause at one point they say, Oh, it wasn't that they actually disappeared. It's just that they dropped out of school. And so FP had said, Oh, my father went there, but then he dropped out and then he had me and he, he disappeared after that. But so I just don't know what the timeline is with FP's father. Cause he going to be a mm-hmm. high schooler. He disappeared. Or does this high school cult come for you when you're an adult? Like what? What are they setting up here?
0: I don't know, but I think that, that that between talking about that and then talking about, although I'm just coming up with this theory right now, oh my god, talking about Hiram Lodge's father with the last name of Luna, that makes me think that are they going to have a, I know we brought this up, but now it makes even more sense, are we going to have a grandparent flashback episode?
1: I would love Riverdale? a grandparent flashback episode, just like the other one where the kids uh, yes. play the grandparents. That would be terrific.
0: Because it would make sense of why his father would want to change his last name from Luna to Lodge, because he was probably getting made fun of at Stonewall Prep for being Hispanic. So he
1: changed his last name. Or he was one of the, you know, murdery people, but probably not because he was probably an outsider because he was uh, Hispanic. But like, that's all it's possible that he changed because it doesn't sound like he disappeared. Um but yeah, I I think that I think you're right. We've got we've got not all, and, and that, those are the only two grandparents. We've got FP, we've got uh, you know, Mr. Luna
0: because uh, his father was also in the serpents, right? Was it, wasn't it was FP's father, wasn't that like passed down from generation to generation?
1: I think so. And then, of course, who's the other grandparent we have available? Nana, Nana, um. <gasps>
0: Oh my God, Nana Rose! Nana Rose. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I have. So I, I can't. I'm starting to. I'm worried that I'm starting to get too obsessive with writing down theories for this show because <laughs> I have so many theories. I keep coming up with bigger and more insane theories every week, which we haven't even gotten into a lot of them yet. But that is a great one. You're right. Oh
1: my God! And I bet Nana Rose was so hot when she was young. Definitely. And, and so we had I, I don't I don't know I wanna the two things I'm most excited to talk about are uh, the very end of Jughead's plot what we see at the very end of the episode. and I also I'm just so excited to talk about Cheryl's whole entire story. I'm just like oh. chomping at the bit.
0: Oh but then we also, we got to talk about Betty. We also got to talk because about so Betty.
1: Betty. I guess we can
0: jump into Betty now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We got to jump into, so, so Jughead was was buried for most of the episode. He's passed out. We go back to Betty. So Betty is having a whole Halloween-esque evening, but also with a little dash of Scream in there. There was a, there was a couple of dashes of a bunch of different movies. I thought she looked great in bell Bottoms. I loved her hair, too. Oh, my God, she looked so good. So she was supposed to spend the night with also... There is something wrong with what's her name? Honey, honey bee?
1: G. Jelly G- 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 bean. Jelly bean. Jellybean's fucked, right? She's weird. Yeah, she's real weird. She started off weird and she's gotten way weirder.
0: I love that they are doing so... I don't know what Jellybean is going to become, but I think that jo- Jellybean might be some sort of sociopath because, I mean, not that doing a scare on Halloween is sociopathic behavior, but you know what I mean? Where it's like there's just something in the glint of her eyes.
1: I think that the, the girl that's playing Jellybean is killing it. So and they are home doing, alone. Doing a scare on Halloween with somebody who has like survived several serial killer is is kind of a dick move. So many traumatic events. Yeah, so I felt a little bit bad for Betty. Yes,
0: and on top of the fact that, like, Jellybean, you can hear that the phone keeps ringing. You are aware of the fact that children everywhere are dressing up as the Gargoyle King (laughs) and her father, the serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Betty. I I love this show. Oh, my God, I love this show so much. So they are home alone. She and Jughead and Charles are supposed to watch scary movies together for Halloween night. Obviously Jughead never shows up, which she wasn't even like that worried about that, which I love because you know what? Bitch had other things on her fucking mind, which good for you girls. Sometimes you gotta fucking take care of yourself. So she goes upstairs <laughs> to check on Jellybean and to make sure that she's okay. And Jellybean had pulled a prank on her where she slit her own throat and there was just blood <laughs> all over the carpet. And then she gets up <laughs> and like, ha 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 ha, it's just a check.
1: You fucking psycho. <laughs>
0: I would be so mad. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: remember, Jelly has got a lot of Gladys in her, so she's got that Gladys sass set up. Trickery. Yeah.
0: Oh, she's got trickery in there. So she's getting, in the meantime, she's getting all of these Scream-esque phone calls from someone that says it. First off, they say they're calling from inside the house, which is another homage to another scary movie. And then they say that they are the, that they are the Black Hood, that it's her father, that her father isn't dead. All right, full disclosure. Jeff and I had to go back and look up exactly what happened in the last episode of the last Please episode.
1: tell me, tell me, because I don't remember how he died.
0: I couldn't remember. Okay, so what we do know, according to the wiki,
1: Hal Sparks is dead.
0: They Because the, they had the funeral and everything. A, a word on the street turns, I think, is that he's dead. But we have to remember... That Chick is put into jail and Penelope Blossom dis a fucking peer She disappears. So we don't know where the two of them are, right? We have not heard word one from Penelope Blossom. Don't trust the bitch. The two of them being Chick and Penelope or being Hal and Penelope? Chick and Penelope because I believe that Hal is dead. Jeff is still screaming that there's no way that Hal is dead. I think that he might be dead. I was like, they can't juke it twice. They already did the dead, not dead. Or didn't
1: they already do that twice with him? Definitely, yeah. They did the hand thing. I think they've done it twice. And then I think in previ- the previous season, we thought he was dead. We've
0: done dead, not dead with him. We've had daddy dead, not dead. And I think that that's <laughs> why it's time. And I think what I love about Riverdale is the it, like the fun characters they give um, female actors is that like, I think that I think Penelope might be having some fun. But also, Molly, the calls were coming from the insanitarium. But were they? Holly was.
1: But were they?
0: But were they? Because but were they, <laughs> they is the question.
1: Right, so the, he says, so the caller says the calls are coming from in the hu- inside the house. Maybe totally want to watch Scream again, which I didn't do this season.
0: But also, Molly, you should watch When a Stranger Calls because that's the OG. Um, I'm calling from inside the house. So When a Stranger Calls, and actually, I think you would like it because it's not really that gory of a movie, but it yucky yuck creeps you the fuck out.
1: Yeah, see, that's and that's what I mean. This is all the references in Scream. Like, to me, Everything in Scream is a reference. Everything that happens after Scream is a reference to Scream, but of course, Scream is just a right. reference to everything that happened before it. But so they right. say, I'm calling from in the, inside the house, and uh, and then Charles comes over and he's like, "Oh, I'll use my FBI equipment to trace the call. He just has it with him, no problems." And so uh, he's also got a very small pizza that annoyed me the size of that pizza. It, was like it wasn't pity. enough pizza for four wasn't people. Pizza. <laughs> It was like Jesus a personal Christ. size pizza. Uh, and so they set it up, they trace the call, and then he says it's coming from the insanitarium where uh where Polly is. I'm sorry,
0: it is called the Shady Grove Treatment Center. I, I know <laughs> we shouldn't call it an insanitarium, I know it's a
1: very different thing. Uh <laughs> but it but in Riverdale it would be called the Insanitarium, you know. It's That's kind the of the I mean, essentially it's you may as well just call it where the crazy people at, you know. <laughs> Like an old, you know, because you know that we're going to see that place, and we know, you know it's going to be a torture center.
0: I have so many theories, Molly, but please continue, yes.
1: Uh, yeah, it's going to be a total, like, creepy old, because how creepy are old, you know, mental institutions? Extremely creepy, filled with ghosts, you know? Yes, um, yes. And so I think there's a lot of potential there. But so then she calls, she gets her sister on the phone, and uh, her sister is like, what, dad called? And then she has the line that you... Uh, that you said oh no! They briefings.
0: said it was Edgar. Ever never was on the line, which also leads me to believe is Edgar dead, or is she just hoping that he's not dead?
1: Right. Oh, that's because she to get her to come to the phone. They say tell her it's Edgar, and then she said, like, yeah. "Edgar, is that you?"
0: Because she's in the process of getting crazy, untrained. She's getting uh, deprogrammed from the cult.
1: But then, what does Polly say when Betty tells her that Dad claimed to be calling?
0: Oh. She, uh, she said, no, because remember, Betty went right after Polly because they found out that the calls were coming from Shady Grove, so Betty just thinks Polly was um, yeah, 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 pranking right. her. That's so right. So she didn't ask her whether or not she did it or not, and obviously she didn't do it. But if it was coming from there, would couldn't it be plausible that Chick is actually not in jail, he's at the Shady Grove Treatment Center... And that he could possibly be the new, because I don't think the Black Hood is gone, but I don't think it's going to be Hal.
1: Uh You know what I
0: mean? Or it could be Chick. So it could be Chick. And we know it's not, at first I thought it maybe was Charles, but it can't be Charles
1: because Charles is in the room, unless they are in cahoots. Well, and of course the reason I said, or is it, is because at the end of the episode we see (gasps) Betty and Jughead on the phone, chatting. (gasps) And who is listening to them with his FBI recording device but Charles?
0: Creepy, 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 who wants he just wants a family. He just wants a family. And what was the overall fucking you know what the problem is with Riverdale? It makes me not trust my family. All of these <laughs> all of these plots, every single one of these plots, you know what the problem is? It's not strangers. It's family. Even down to the serial killer, family man. It is all family family it's family's the problem family drives you mad you know what I'm learning is never ever ever speak to your family ever again
1: yeah I mean I what is your take on what's he doing Do you think he's just listening to them because he wants a family or because he's a total fucking either serial killer or creep or not not the brother I just feel
0: like Riverdale doesn't give it to you that easily you know what I mean? I feel like that there like is it going to be a juke that he's actually not bad and that he was just desperately trying to get in with the family to hear what they were saying about him? Is he actually a part of the FBI? Because that's that's another question of like it, like is he who he says he is? I don't think that they would do that character again of having another one say i'm your brother but no so you have dad not dad but also brother not brother (laughs) and i don't think that they would do that so i think that there's got to be a reason and i'm sure that he's going to be found out at some point he's like i was just trying to protect you but um but he's not trying to protect them but
1: maybe he's a good guy they've also had fbi not fbi With that guy who was... uh, (laughs) We we haven't had FBI, not FBI. (laughs) That guy who was the FBI agent who was like working with Archie who turned out to just be working for Hiram Lodge because my first guess, if that hadn't already happened, would be FBI, not FBI because he was like, oh, yeah... (laughs) join the high school FBI recruitment program. And Betty was like, is that a thing? And it sounds like it's not a thing. So maybe he's fake. Maybe he's the FBI, not FBI. But again, we've already done that. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know. But there's just so much happens. Just so many things are happening that who who the fuck knows? But, I, but do you think that there's going to be another Black Hood? Or do you think it's going to be someone like the Black Hood?
1: No, I think that what you said last episode is going to... Uh, is what's I think that we're I think they're setting us up for uh a some kind of hopefully ghost ish past time not I maybe mean, not time traveling, but like uh, hopefully a lot of flashbacks, uh unsolved long time mystery of these grandparents who went to Stonewall Prep and then because well, I don't know. This is a different time to jump back to. But there also is the whole uh, Cheryl's absorbed twin, which we is have also from the we, past. Let's
0: talk about it. Let's do it. because <laughs> We don't no, we know. We, like Betty's, Betty thinks that this was solved. That, oh, it was just her sister Polly calling her. But I don't think that you just get... Phone
1: usage whenever you want at a
0: treatment center, I'm fairly sure. But, uh, so she thinks
1: it's Polly. Is it possible that the people who were calling Betty were also from Stonewall Prep, like, to fuck with Jughead? That is also possible. Because, it
0: like, so she uh, she doesn't have caller ID on her home phone, because, of course. I mean, it also goes hand in hand, which we didn't even talk about the VHS tapes that everyone is getting of someone just recording in front of their house. You know,
1: I forgot about that. Now, I hadn't even thought about another serial killer, but I forgot about the VHS tapes of people's homes that everyone is receiving. Yes. So, you know, that does make it sound like there's going to be another... Serial killer, unless it's a ghost. What if it's a ghost? Because a VHS be a ghost. is from a different time.
0: It could be a ghost, which I would fucking love that. See, this is my whole thing where, so Jeff was screaming about, and then he had to get into the whole idea and concept of Batman Nightfall, which I guess is something, something, Dark Knight Rises, that what he thinks is really happening is that it all comes from the Shady Grove Treatment Center as a way To, like, I guess what happens in that comic book is that all of the, like, the, the, I'm saying this as someone that has absolutely no idea. All (laughs) of the bad guys are coming at Batman at once. And in the end, he loses as a wave because they're all trying to wear him down. That all of this stuff is coming at all four of them from all different sides. That is it. the treatment center that is trying to wear them down to get them to not pay attention to some bigger issue. That's happening.
1: I don't know. That would be very, like, <laughs> convent, not convent. You know, we've done that, convent too. Not, well, we've had convent, not convent.
0: <laughs> we've definitely had convent, not convent. So I don't know because it would make sense because also it's like, where's Hermione Lodge? And then in my stone stupor last night, I was like, what if Hermione Lodge owns the psychiatric hospital and that this is all of her way to get back at her like Hiram in some, like, big fucked up way, which... She could be that conniving. Who knows? How would it be getting
1: back at Hiram, though?
0: Who knows? <laughs> it's going to get him because he owns the prison. She must have something. I feel like she's done some kind of deal because I know that Amalie Ringwald is going to play her lawyer at some point to get her out of jail. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So she's also in prison. Okay.
0: She Yeah. She's also, she's in jail and, or she's in prison and Hiram's in prison. Because, of course, you know, no parents. I'm sorry. We got to get back to Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl Blossom.
1: Cheryl. She absorbed the twins. <laughs> I have to say, I've
0: never seen a more understanding relationship than TT and Cheryl in this show. So TT finds out last episode that she's got her, that she dug up her brother's corpse. And her brother's corpse is in the chapel of Thistle House. And she is talking to the corpse and hanging out with the corpse. And then, so we open up, and Tony and Cheryl are hanging out with the corpse. And Tony's like, "Babe, you really got to get rid of this
1: corpse." I, when the when the episode started, I turned to get in, and I was like, "Did we miss an episode that was devoted to TT and Cheryl discussing the corpse?" Because we seem to have jumped from, "Oh, you're hanging out with your brother's corpse," to, "I'm totally cool with you hanging out with your brother's
0: corpse." I'm completely fine with this. So, uh, anything you want, babe. And also, I do have to say, I'm very, I'm pretty sad that their um, Poison Ivy Harley Quinn sex scene was cut short. I'm going to throw that out there because, Mama Mia, those outfits. Oh God damn! It's just see, and that's another thing where Jeff's like, "See, Batman." I was like, "Don't Batman at me."
1: (laughs) Well, I was like, "Aren't they like literally as they started going at it?" I was like, "Aren't they supposed to be watching twins?" And then the babies cried on the monitor, and I was like, "That's more like it." Babies cried. That's you can't just hang out in a different wing than the babies all the time.
0: No, and also like, how do they even get ready like that? Like you know, I even just as a nanny, I'm aware. You can't put makeup on. I haven't
1: showered. I, I don't shower until both children are asleep.
0: Yes, that's it. That's the only time and if they both fall asleep. If not, use a stinky mom.
1: <laughs> but they're they're have, living their best life whilst watching Twins, and honestly, I'm happy for them because, uh, you know, would that I could. But also, it seems that they leave the Twins in the uh, capable hands of... Um, you know, geriatric, 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 dementia, suffering Nana Rose, uh, who is jumping in between time periods and who gave us the hint last episode. But I have a question for you because last episode she was like, Oh, Penelope, I can hear the triplets crying in the nursery. But then this episode, we learned that Cheryl absorbed what the other triplet Julian in the womb, which is hilarious and a great choice by Riverdale, except that it doesn't make sense that, Nana Rose said, I heard the triplets crying in the nursery, except that Nana Rose's explanation was there was this ventriloquist dummy looking thing that, uh, was used as the That the, the ghost of
0: Julian, yeah, lives of Julian. inside of. So hear me out. All right. This has to do with the treatment center. What if the third one was born? Nana Rose heard them crying in the nursery, but in the hospital. And the third one was taken and was told uh, that the third one was absorbed by Cheryl.
1: Yeah, right? the third one's got to be alive because it's no fun to sit, introduce a third twin only to learn that it was absorbed in the womb. Maybe if it's a very substantial ghost, that is fun, But which it seems like they're setting it up to be.
0: Which has been fun because they were doing a fun thing. So up top, they're, they're hanging out with... JJ's corpse and then <laughs> TT convinces Cheryl to bury it again so they run out there bury the corpse again and to get back at at TT they do a seance which using a Ouija board which that's not what a seance is uh, <laughs> to talk to because Julian the doll shows up from the attic which I immediately thought of Charlie MacArthur. Um, <laughs> Molly's puppet and that creeped me out because the ghost of the third of the triplet is inside of this doll like an Annabelle so I thought that was like an Annabelle ref. Ah uh, yeah yeah And yeah. like Cheryl said she was gaslighting TT as a way to un to dig back up JJ because she wanted to scare her. But now they are still being plagued by the ghost of Julian, the absorbed triplet that lives inside of a doll.
1: But how was she gaslighting? She says that at the end, I was gaslighting you. Meaning, what was Cheryl moving around the doll to try to... Because she kept saying... Titi, we buried Jason, and now his ghost is going to haunt us. So Cheryl was moving the doll herself.
0: Yes, and and when they were playing with the Ouija board,
1: yes. Oh, uh, uh, okay, okay. And then at the end, the doll actually moves, and Cheryl's like, "No, I swear, I didn't do this one." Right. So uh,
0: if they're going to it, like it, bring in a very strong poltergeist level demon into this, I'm down. That sounds fucking great, that they have to fight. I'm completely in for more supernatural stuff, but I still think that that third lives, and I think that he's going to come back.
1: Yeah, I think that that would be great. I think that, so it sounds like we have a couple of possibilities. We have ghosts. We have um, kind of uh, ableistly old-fashioned insane people. Mm -hmm. And we have just regular old present alive currently in time serial killer. Although uh serial killer might be coming from the uh the the Shady Grove treatment center. Because that's where Veronica's plot line was, which is an escaped serial killer from Shady Grove, right? right?
0: That's and that's the whole thing. So and I also wonder that like or is it Penelope Blossom that is living in Thistle House somewhere? and is fucking with Cheryl.
1: Ah, uh uh-huh. Which also could be that. It could be that. Also, why was that serial killer in uh, like what sounds like not a secure facility?
0: (laughs) He should be in a jail. I think that was another juke. So, because also, if you notice... All right, let's get back to it. So, Veronica's creep show vignette starts with her closing up shop at Pops, and then a dude dressed as a truck driver comes in says how much he's trying to get home to his family can you just cook him a meal please because he has to drive through the night she cooks him a meal he's very very creepy and then she shows her a picture of his family and then over the news in front of the serial killer It is, I believe that it was Alice Cooper breaking the news story of a prisoner that had gotten out of Shady Grove Treatment Center that is known for having his victims make him a meal before he slaughters them is on the loose
1: that was my favorite this is this man famous for asking for a home-cooked meal and i was the first thing (laughs) i said when he asked for food veronica was like we're closed and they asked for food she was like okay the first thing i said was is the kitchen staff still there and then she goes no hell no i hope it's okay because i made the burger myself and i'm like yeah right veronica i'm sorry veronica cannot make a burger even a burger that's probably pre-made in a diner absolutely not
0: she can't even cut carrot sticks. No. I'll guarantee. Yeah. I'm not saying this as, I'm not saying the, the actress. I'm saying the character. The no character. way Veronica has ever done a Veronica Luna, please, um, has ever done anything in a kitchen before.
1: No, she's got a driver. No, yeah, what do you, it's just,
0: uh, you know, that's fine. So makes her this burger, was going to give him some pie, doing the whole thing, realizes it's the murderer. So she goes downstairs into La Bon and as she was pouring the whiskey, it was like, oh my God, is she going to set him on fire? Yeah. But how did she, the plan was contingent on the fact that he came down the stairs with a Zippo in his hand, another Zippo, with a Zippo, Zippo in his hand to try and see in front of him. So did she know that this was going to happen? Like, how else was she going to set him on fire with the whiskey? Good question. Or was she just going to pour whiskey on him? And also, what didn't this used to be... A, this is a speakeasy... Aren't, remember when they had the casino night and it's riddled with guns? Don't they have
1: a gun in there? Good question. Also, yeah, they've definitely had guns down there before. But, you know, Veronica's always trying to self-improve. She's always be like, Reggie, no more guns, you know.
0: She's definitely the goop of Riverdale. I will give her that. <laughs> So she sets him on fire and runs up the stairs. And the next you hear from Veronica, she's just like laying in bed, talking to Archie. She's like, wow, babe, you're like badass. You're badass (laughs) for setting a serial killer on fire. And all you have to say is, yeah, babe, you're badass.
1: Somehow not starting the rest of the uh, establishment on fire. Somehow not having any sort of like police call, incident report presumably the police came to collect his body but yeah she really kind of skated out of that one
0: i wonder if he dies and maybe is it that the family man is a different person and that he was just copying the style of the family man like he had come out of shady grove with the dude that was the family man and he was gonna do that like he was another murderer and that the, the family man is still on the loose. And is he going to be the next serial killer?
1: Do you think it's possible that this guy wasn't a serial killer at all, but was just actually a trucker? Or no, because he did chase Veronica?
0: He did chase her. So I do think that he's he, he had bad intentions. Uh-huh. But you think, who else is obsessed with family and getting back to his family?
1: Charles, FBI. <laughs> yeah, but but that's what I was thinking too. And, and the first thing Gideon said... Uh, when the start the call started saying I'm coming from inside the house as he said it's Charles. But then Charles sat with Betty while the call came in. And so I was like, no, it's not Charles. And Charles was with Betty when that guy was over, uh, at Veronica, you know, at Pops. And so that wasn't Charles either.
0: Unless it's a group of serial killers. Maybe we're going into like a time of, uh, what is it called? When they're like, uh, like, like the vampire cowboys or Hollywood vampires,
1: I don't know like a super group, about.
0: you know what I mean? Like a super uh-huh. group of of murderers that I are see. coming to town, where it's like it's like almost like a crossover, G- Freddy versus Jason type thing.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So there would so so our possibilities now are. Uh, Grandparent ghost generation, um, either haunting or flashback. Mm -hmm. We've got escaped people from the sanitarium. We've got regular old serial killers. We've got cadre of escaped serial killers all from the sanitarium. I don't know. We don't know
0: anything about Charles' backstory. I don't trust him. I also don't know if it's another juke. I think that I'm using the word juke properly, but I know (laughs) (laughs) that. I think it's, I don't know if it's called a juke when you're writing, when you're writing a television show is that we also need to talk about, Ken, I might say, of all of the creepy, creepy, creepy things that happened in this episode, what the fuck is wrong with Principal Honey?
1: Yeah. What
0: the fuck yeah. is wrong with that dude? Is it a juke or is he, like, bad, bad?
1: I'm extremely ma- uncomfortable about him. And I said last episode that, like, I'm worried about him, like, and, like, it made me like viscerally uncomfortable that he called the cops on Cheryl's party because I was like that's like not something an adult man should do to a teenage girl like be like I'm watching you at home and then today he was just alone all night in his office with a teenage boy it's not okay and yeah. and, and what and then ho- destroyed his car and destroyed his car and so now when you were talking about you reminded me that the teacher from uh uh Mr. Chipping Dr- from Stonewall yes. Prep, yeah. Mr. Chipping from Stonewall Prep, he is also creepy. So is there going to be like a bad teachers
0: teacher thing? Because also he was victim blaming Reggie, like like, would bringing up also bringing up the fact that his father abuses him. The whole thing I was like of all of the things. This dude is upsetting me the most, like, on an actual level.
1: On an actual level, I was like, there needs to be another adult in that room. That child could not be alone in the room with that adult. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be whilst talking about child abuse. Shouldn't, like, violation after violation after violation. I am.
0: I, I just, you know, not to be like this because I don't believe in an eye for an eye when it comes to real life. But I do believe in an eye for an eye in Riverdale, and I hope that dude gets it. I hope it's a juke, but he still gets it. Or is he the one that's recording all of the homes with on VHS?
1: Why though? Why? Why? Are the, why? The, I don't like, know. We don't know. But something's because it, maybe. It also could harken back to the whole
0: idea, which goes, oh, 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 Molly. (laughs) It makes so much sense because it would go back to the generations of the grandparents because Hal Sparks' father was also a serial killer that was trying to purify Riverdale of its sinners. That's true. So that... What if that this dude has something to do with that, that maybe he's filled with the ghost of Hal's father or something? (gasps) I just got chills. I got chills again. Oh, my God. It's going to have something to do with the grandparents. It has to. They've brought in. Now they are including all of them. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. So that's Betty's grandfather, Veronica's grandfather uh, and and Jughead's grandfather and Cheryl's grandfather. And
0: Cheryl's. Yeah.
1: And we already met TT's grandfather. Titi's was,
0: grandfather. He's,
1: he's alive and well. He's OG Serpent. Yeah, OG Serpent. And Archie's probably, we've probably heard about Archie's father. Archie's father is probably another townie. Yeah, who was also like
0: probably loved the town, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my well, God. Turns out my grandmother just loved
1: Riverdale. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good because we've got a number of present individuals who can't be trusted. Mr. Honey, Mr. Chipping, and um Charles being kind of the top three. But then we've got every character now with a grandparent, except for Archie explicitly, but every character with a grandparent with with some, you know, skin in the game.
0: Oh my god, I'm so excited. I am so excited. Thank you guys. I'm sorry, there's just so many theories. <laughs> they're um they're killing it. The writers are Killing it this season. Yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying this season quite a lot because it's insane, but it's not as insane. Like it's still weirdly like, okay, I get where I get how you got here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it more than the end of the third season, if I dare say. Oh yeah, and I think
0: that it, it now it is a part of my everyday vernacular of saying. That I'm using my Riverdale logic. That every time I'm using my Riverdale logic, I've just jumped five plot points <laughs> into what I'm talking about. Like, and therefore using Riverdale logic, yeah, of course I accidentally set the house on fire.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like yada yada yada. Like you know, it, it happened. Riverdale, Riverdale logic. Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> I now moved. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on Riverdale Roundup. I am just uh, I'm over the moon. Please again hit us up if you've got any if you've got any of your own theories because there is nothing sweeter than the beautiful phrase, did I call that or did I fucking call that? So it's let's true. throw down because it's all fun, and I want to give props to people that are calling this shit that we aren't calling. Yeah, yeah, you, you got, you're calling a lot. You're on fire, Jackie. Thank you. I've, well, this is honestly, I, I need to bring Jeff in because this is Jeff and I talking for at least an <laughs> hour and a half after we watch every episode, and we have to like, I, I, like to a point, there was like, we have to stop talking about Riverdale. We gotta like, we have to stop. <laughs> so we're on it. We're we're here, and uh, I am obsessed with it. We love you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.